Welcome back to State of the Union. Donald Trump swept Republican contests in the Northeast, the West, the Midwest, and now last night, the South, where he notched another landslide victory against his remaining rival, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. But Haley says she's not dropping out. Here with me now is a top Trump supporter whose border policies have done a lot to shape this year's political debate. Texas Governor Greg Abbott joins me now. Thank you for joining me, sir. Uh, let's start with last night's results in South Carolina. Nikki Haley said that 40% is not some tiny group. There are huge numbers of voters in our, uh, in Rep our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative. That is her quote. Is she right? Is her level of support a warning sign for Donald Trump? Listen, uh, in politics, a 20-point victory is, is huge, uh, and it's the type of victory that uh, President Trump has been achieving across the country. But last night was even more meaningful because it was a victory by 20 percentage points uh, in a state where Nikki Haley was the governor. So she is beloved more in South Carolina than perhaps any other state in America. And you can, you can see uh, the trajectory that President Trump is on. And uh, after uh, defeating Nikki Haley so badly uh, in South Carolina, uh, he's on a pathway to win these other states, uh, win Super Tuesday, uh, and be able to have the nomination clinched uh, by the middle part of March. And so uh, I would say th the win is strongly at the back uh, of President Trump. And uh, as he pointed out uh, in his remarks last night, not even making reference to Nikki Haley, uh, he said that the uh, party truly is unifying. Uh, and you can see it in comparison to, say, his past primaries. Now, listen, the party is far more unified behind President Trump at this particular time than it has been in any other race that he's had. Governor, I want to ask you about what happened in Alabama. The Supreme Court there ruled that frozen embryos should be considered human beings. That, of course, as you know, prompted three IVF fertility clinics in the state to abruptly pause care in order to avoid potential liability for wrongful deaths if the embryos were to be destroyed. Do you agree with the Alabama Supreme Court that embryos are human beings? Well, listen, obviously there's uh, some uncertainty lingering from this, but candidly, let's go back to President Trump because President Trump put out a statement on this uh, that I think a lot of people agree with, and that is a, a goal uh, that we all kind of want to achieve, uh, and that is we want to make it easier uh, for people to be able to have babies, not, not make it harder. Uh, and the IVF process is a way of giving life uh, to even more babies. Uh, and so what, what I think the goal is, uh, is to, to make sure uh, that we can find a pathway uh, to ensure that parents who otherwise may not have the opportunity to have a child will be able to have access to the IVF process and become parents and give life to babies. Uh, and because this is a relatively new issue, we're just going to find ways to uh, navigate uh, laws mm -hmm. and fact situations that are very complicated. Well, let me ask you about your state. Uh, Texas has one of the strictest anti-abortion laws in the country. Are you saying that families in Texas who are using IVF have extra embryo embryos that are frozen, do not need to worry? Well, so you raise fact questions uh, that, that are complex that I simply don't know the answer to. Let me give you a couple of uh, examples, and that is, uh, I have no idea mathematically the, the, the number of frozen embryos. Is it, is it one, 10, 100, 1,000? Uh, things like that matter. What I, what I don't know is 
uh, families who may have frozen embryos, what happens if they were done so that a mother could uh, have a pregnancy, but uh, after those embryos were frozen, the mother passes away? What happens mm -hmm. then? Uh, what happens if after the embryos are frozen, the, uh, the, the mother uh, mm -hmm. and, and the husband, uh, they get a divorce? Here, here's my point in telling you that, uh, Dana, and that is these are very complex issues where I'm not sure everybody has really thought about uh, what all the potential problems are. And as, as a result, uh, no one really knows what the potential yeah. answers are. And I think you're going you're to see states across the entire country coming together and grappling with these issues and coming up with solutions. Yeah, it is incredibly complicated. Uh, you said states across the country. Uh, your state is a pretty important one. Will you be urging the legislature to come up with laws that deal with this, uh, th this question and keep IVF legal? So for, for one, uh, I have no doubt that, that Texas will be among the states that will be addressing this issue when, when we can bring together all the different fact scenarios mm -hmm. about what could happen. Uh, but also knowing, knowing Texas, listen, as, as you know, uh, Texas is a pro-life state. Uh, and we want to do everything possible that we can uh, to maintain Texas being a pro-life state. But at the very same time, I think Texans agree with what President Trump said, and that is we as a state want to ensure that uh, we promote life, we mm -hmm. bring more life into the world, uh, and we empower parents uh, to be able to yeah. have more children. Yeah, uh, uh, it is very, very complicated. I want to turn to the border. Governor, you have successfully made blue states pay attention to the migrant crisis by sending tens of thousands of migrants to cities like New York and Chicago. President Biden is considering an executive action to restrict migrants' ability to seek asylum after they illegally cross the border. Would you support that? So, uh, uh, no, uh, because uh, what that would, if he were to grant asylum uh, after migrants cross the border illegally, that would be authorizing illegal immigration, and that would cause chaos. But listen, Denim, one thing you mentioned, you said he's considering executive action. Know this, and that is what the president said a couple of weeks ago, that he needed Congress to pass a law for him to be able to take action. That was completely false. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is there are laws on the books passed by Congress of the United States yeah. right now that authorize the executive branch to deny illegal entry, if people get here illegally to detain them, uh, as well as to require the president and the uh, presidential administration to build border barriers. The president is not using his executive authority to do any of those things that Congress has already authorized. The president does not need new laws. The president well, needs a backbone to make sure that he, he enforces the immigration laws that are already on the books. Governor, let me just jump in, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but our understanding of what the president is considering is restricting migrants' ability to seek asylum. Why not support that? Because, well, let me tell you what I heard you say, uh, and that is I, I heard you say that uh, people who enter the country illegally uh, would uh, be able to go through an accelerated asylum process. Understand this, in the state of Texas, we have 28 ports of entry. And it is illegal in the United States of America for these illegal immigrants to cross between those ports of entry. Right. What the president has to do first is to establish clearly 
anybody who crosses the border between a port of entry illegally must be treated in an illegal way subject to arrest. And so the first thing the president of the United States has to do is say no more crossing the border between a port of entry and saying that if you cross the border between a port of entry, you lose your ability to seek asylum in the United States. Uh, before I let you go, do you uh, have any interest in being Donald Trump's running mate? So then, and listen, uh, my focus is solely on Texas. And my interest uh, is, first of all, uh, supporting uh, the president, President Trump, getting elected. And that means helping him find the right vice presidential candidate who will help President Trump get elected and then help him be successful when he does get elected. And I think there's so many people uh, other than myself uh, who are best situated for that. I can best help President Trump by being the leader of Texas, helping him achieve what he needs to achieve in the great state of Texas. Governor Greg Abbott, thanks for joining me this morning. Sure. Thank you, Dana.